Hi, welcome back to Monocycle, a podcast presented by Man Repeller and hosted by me, Leandra Medine. Hey, welcome back to Monocycle, a podcast by Man Repeller hosted by me, Leandra Medine. Hello, listeners of Monocycle. Welcome back to Monocycle. Hello, welcome back to Monocycle. Welcome to Monocycle. Welcome back to Monocycle, a podcast presented by Man Repeller and hosted by me, Leandra Medine. This is a really unique episode because it is 8.15 p.m. and I'm sitting in my apartment, essentially inside this portable sound booth, and out of my vision is just like the top of my husband's head who's cleaning out our cabinets to ensure that our house is kosher for Passover by tomorrow. And Amelia is sitting to my right. And the reason this information is important is because this week's episode is going to cover the process of monocycle. So again, right now, I don't know if you hear that cackling, but it's AB throwing rice cakes into a bag. And that bag is essentially like the sack that goes over Abraham and Sarah's shoulder when they're running away from Sodom and Gomorrah. He's rolling his eyes at me. I, j- I mixed up like t- five narratives just now. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh. Amelia just took the forefathers to the point of butt sex. She and I both have like fairly full glasses of wine next to us. But I anticipate making my glass empty by the end of the night. I feel like I've been thinking a lot about processes because they're so compelling to understand. We live in this weird, extremely instantaneous and digital world where it appears like everything is just immediately retouched and looks perfect from the start. And we rarely get to see what goes into the making of these touch points that we really, really connect with. And something I wonder about is whether you care to like be involved in what a Man Repeller editorial meeting looks like. Should we be streaming those on Facebook Live? And... We're sitting here and talking about how Monocycle is built. The last three or four episodes I recorded by myself, and I'm not sure if they felt less substantive to you, but I know that they were not as fun for me to record because I felt very alone and I was just talking and talking and look, solidary writing is one thing. You need to be alone to write, but at least after the process of vomiting everything you're thinking onto a page, you can go back and look at the words and edit them. But when you're talking and nobody is asking you questions or challenging you or wondering why you're saying and thinking what you're thinking, you're kind of left to wonder what the hell you're putting out into the world. Previous to the last couple of episodes, what Amelia and I used to do was sit down together, outline the episode, so we would talk for about 15 or 20 minutes before actually recording them, and she would say, okay, what's on tap today? Okay, Leandra, how do you even come up with these weirdo concepts for Monocycle? You were really, really upset at your mom, and you freaked out on her. Am I sounding like Gandhi again? Should I talk about something else? Hello, listeners of Monocycle. Welcome back. It is almost 2016, and that means 
that 2015 is also almost over. That was some very complex math to get the end of your holiday up in tip-top shape. This is terrible. I should just stop talking right now. Mm, I don't, I forgot what I was saying. I feel like I just want to think about a way to talk about New Year's that doesn't feel like you can get it anywhere else. Now close your eyes. Think about when you feel the happiest. Like, when are you happiest? What I'm seeing is myself sitting at a coffee shop with a cappuccino. It tastes so good. The almond milk has dates in it. I can tell. And so it really is instantaneous. We're not like pre-planning this stuff. So what does Amelia do? I ask a question. I, this is, this is, a, this is like, I feel like I'm re-entering the womb. This is a vagina. She's talking about the portable sound booth. I don't. I don't think I can say this on motorcycle, but I feel like that this is what it's like. That's fascinating. I know. Great fact. Thank you so much. I don't know why horses have whiskers then. Okay. Usually you won't hear this happen, but this is what happens. I, so, so you think that you, that your masochism leads to your ideas toward writing, but I sort of, I don't, I, I do think that you're hard on yourself, but I think that maybe since you're a writer, everything that you think ends up somewhere, whether it's on paper or in monocycle um, or on Twitter. I think like you are someone who needs an outlet. People are often asking us like, how, how do you come up with a story idea? Like where do you get your story ideas from? But if you think about when I first started, Literally on my first day, I said to you, what do I do now? And you go, you write. And I'm like, uh, about what? And you're like, I don't know, what happened to you this week? I'm like, what conversations have you had? What did you see? What did you do? And it is not an intuitive thing, I don't think, to be constantly analyzing every interaction. And so, but we do. We do for the sake of, that's our job. That if yeah. we don't analyze every interaction, every day, every thought, every funny movie, every trend, if we're not constantly looking for patterns or things to write about, we would have nothing to write about. It's like an occupational hazard. So when you're putting out the really intense, heavy, heavy emotions, emotion drives everyone. Happiness. Whether or not they realize it. Because, I mean, emotional intelligence is a really big part of the puzzle that I think a lot of people try to discount, is when you react to something you might not realize that the reaction is completely contingent on how you feel because you don't actually know how you feel and so maybe you're responding to like a symptom of a larger problem i think for better or for worse the best thing they have taught me oh my gosh did you just see ab walk by no where'd he go he went in a toilet and a toilet is like a jew it's a jewish like talisman that men wear when they're at synagogue because he's doing bidikat hamits <laughs> and Bidikat Hametz means like the burning of the final ashes. So he's burning all of the um, bread that's left in the house. He's very dramatic. He's he, burning carbs yeah. without being at Soul Cycle. <laughs> he's, oh my God. My husband is literally burning carbs, not at Soul Cycle. Wow, Passover is amazing. But I'm sorry, I digress. Passover is a metaphor. <laughs> Passover is a metaphor for fitness. It's a metaphor for cardio. <clears throat> Sorry, I digress. Monocycle has certainly been a cathartic release for me because it's helping me deal with a lot of the baggage that I'm going through and outwardly articulating 
what I'm dealing with has been really, really important because I feel like as I talk through it and as I feel like I'm trying to give advice to myself and to anyone who might be listening, it's an opportunity for me to actually take the advice and feel comforted by the advice. And in so many cases, it's been, it has absolutely been the case that I'm taking the advice and I need the advice and it leaves me feeling like more whole. But I think that Amelia and I had a breakthrough moment when Amelia asked a really profound question and I responded to the question and I think that following that response the answer should be and ladies and gentlemen that is exactly how an episode of monocycle comes to fruition thanks for listening give us a good rating and I'll see you next week bye okay cool I actually feel like there's a lot of good stuff in there.